bathtub. Two men, one little bathtub. A lot of dirt sloshing around. How are they going to fit in that bathtub? I don't know. I think we better put some suds in this here bathtub. Better get cozy. Oh, get nice and cozy for the latest and greatest PlayStation VR podcast on the internet. It's the hottest, proven the hottest on all the charts and, and billboards. It's the PSVR podcast hosted by Mike Burdett. Hey, I'm getting sudsy. And Brian Garthoff. And a dog who won't shut up in the background. Mike, we just watched the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, the uh, last quarter and overtime in Spanish. Yeah. NFL um, Deportes. Fox Sports Go let the entire nation down. And then Fox Sports Deportes. Soldier. Or no, Fox Deportes, I guess. Yeah. Um, they, they soldiered on. Yeah. They picked up the slack. They made it work in the end. Um, but we still have to do a PSVR podcast. And so, uh, real reality has to be put on hold. Virtual reality. For somewhere from like, stay. you know, like 40, 30 minutes to an hour, somewhere in there. Just yeah. put reality on hold. Get virtual. Get virtual. Uh, now, do, do, do. You were not here last week, but no. we did our Resident Evil 7 show. Yes. And you were able to come over and try some Resident Evil 7. I played the first, what, VR. uh, half hour or so? Was it? Yeah, you got 20 to minutes to a half hour? Uh, to the dinner. Yes. Scene. Um, which some of it is rehash of the, the demo, which, uh, I kind of like breezed through along with Brian's knowledge and help and then got to the new stuff, which it's kind of cool because the demo is actually kind of intermittently mixed with new stuff. So it's not an actual like hundred percent rehash. Um, there's some differences there, but it is uh, good. I was actually really impressed with how it looked. Not that I thought it was going to look bad per se, but you know, I was like, well, this is really like Looks really good. Yeah, totally. Even in this headset and everything like that. Uh, it was scary. There is some scariness going on. Mm-hmm. Um, really great atmospheric game. Lots of unexpected stuff, even in that first little bit. So, right. Um, I liked it a lot. And I actually bought it, not in VR, but uh, for mm-hmm. Xbox. So I'm looking forward to playing it more anyway. Uh, but I think it's definitely a game I could play through in VR easily. So. Yeah, totally. Well, not so easily. It's quite the, quite the well, horrific. Uh, maybe game. not with clean pants, but right. Um, Enjoyment-wise, how far along are you in it now? Or are you done with it? No, I'm not. Okay. I am been super uh, girly, um, girly boy, scaredy pants uh, around it. So I'm only been playing little bursts at a time, and also it just so happens my hours last week weren't super friendly, and so. Yeah, it's hard to talk myself into playing Resident Evil 7 yeah. and during the week. And then if the weekend, if I don't get the time in, then it's, you know. A no-go, just, right? Yeah, it's just not happened. Um, but I have enjoyed everything I have played. I, I also just have like a million video games. So um, it's not really that I'm in, if avoiding it at all for any particular reason. I do this a lot with different games that I sure. play. Um but when we good. live in this era of every game coming out being great and having tons of them, so most games coming out being pretty good. No? Well, the ones that we get at least. Yeah, um, but we do have some tidbits that I'd like to discuss for this week. In some, a little bit juicy, on the Resident Evil side of things, Capcom had their press release 
um, for their, I think, their earnings. And uh, they announced that they would be doing a reorganization uh, with more focus on VR after Resident Evil 7. Also, uh, the first Resident Evil 7 DLC has already dropped. There's more coming very soon. So they seem to be pretty dedicated to making sure that uh, people check that game out. Yeah, I mean, it seemed to get really good reviews, and the VR reviews were also good. So, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that they took this as a success and that they're going to refocus. It's nice to have, like, a, a bigger company that's going to maybe look like they're focusing on VR. Yeah, because I do think a few of their other titles' uh, sales are pretty soft. So, um, But you think of everything that Capcom does right now, it's not a whole lot. Um, so maybe some new interesting IPs in Resident Evil or some resurrections of some older ones. Either way, uh, it seems like they'd be er, interested in adding VR to full retail titles from what I saw. Uh, but just a, just a little bit of business from them. Then uh, on the other side of things, uh, we got a placeholder date, which is not a real date. Yeah. Um, I don't believe for Dirt Rally's PlayStation VR content. Okay. I saw a mock-up of a Dirt Rally box that said PlayStation VR compatible on it, so I'm not sure if that was someone who photoshopped it because I could only find it on Reddit. But um, if that would be the case, you'd assume that would be a new disc version that comes with the VR DLC already, which is going to be paid DLC. Um, but Dirt Rally... I saw was knocked down to 20 bucks at a pretty popular retailer okay. last week. And I don't know if that was just a sale or what, but um, that could be coming in soon. And if they do end up repackaging that for PlayStation VR, that could be like sort of the debut driving game to have on there. Yeah. Um, another little tidbit. Uh, EA did not formally announce anything, but they did say Criterion would continue to work on Star Wars property, um, along with Motive and DICE. So DICE being Battlefront, Motive being the Amy Hennig adventure game, and Criterion uh, did the X-Wing mission oh, okay. for Battlefront. So the Looks likelihood... Looks like there's going to be some sort of VR component. Well, it's pretty ominous right now, or, you know... Maybe ominous is not the right word I'm looking for, um, but it's pretty vague. So, but I would say that there's a good chance that they use that as a testing thing to see how many people checked it out, and if that same studio who made that little test bed in VR is, there'd be no reason for them not to do more of that. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Keeping them in work. So. Sure. And Criterion's a pretty, you know, historic studio. They made mm -hmm. the Burnout games. I'm not. You know, I'm certain most of the talent that made those games left because I know some of them went on to form studio that just made Dangerous Golf and stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, worth note. Yeah, it's an interesting, I mean, opens up possibilities. They're doing a lot with the Star Wars property now, so we'll see um, where they go from there. Um, and to not do it would just be leaving, like, money on the table, kind of. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I think it was a cool little mission they put together. Um, and so I think more of that and expanding that would be a really cool idea. And I think it'd be smart to jump into that uh, jump into that frontier. So, yeah, they kind of dip their toe in with that first part. So if it became a fuller-fledged thing, obviously it's all speculation. But if they are moving that direction, it could be a really big thing for them and VR. So. Yes, indeed. 
Uh, in other news, Sony showed uh, their hand with the upcoming 4.5 firmware for PlayStation 4, which included some juicy bits for PlayStation VR users as well as PlayStation 4 Pro owners. Okay. Um, including the uh, sort of the stuff we talked about on the Games Gonna Ride podcast with the external hard drive, but also 3D Blu-ray support for PSVR. That's very cool. Regardless of whether you have a you know 3D TV or not. Sure. Um, but also worth noting that 3D Blu-rays aren't really like mass-produced anymore. So you're kind of looking at the library of ones that exist versus a bunch of new movies coming out in 3D Blu-ray. Yeah. So uh, there is that, though, but that's super cool. Um, there, I saw people talking about playing... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and PSVR, and I was like, that would be cool. I would rent that. I, sure. I still rent movies at a video store at Family Video. Right, right. And they have 3D Blu-ray, so I would just do that one day. Yeah, that is um, a really cool concept, and I think, again, something to... It's like, it's like something that maybe they didn't have to, but it's good to... Didn't have to do, but it shows that they do have a little bit of a focus on that on that VR moving forward. They're not, like, trying to abandon it or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that whole update sounds really nice. Lots of good things in it. Yeah, so anyone who's signed up for the beta for that has codes now and can check it out. Um, but for those who didn't, you know, like myself, because I don't trust early adopting beta software. Sort of opera, yeah. Yeah. Um, we just kind of have to stay pat and wait. But for those who are not only in the beta, but have a PlayStation 4 Pro... Uh, the 4.5 update also introduced a pro mode boost. So when the PS4 Pro came out, games were announced that were getting patches for it that received like certain types of visual uh, or gameplay enhancements. And now uh, it would seem that the games that haven't been patched would be able to utilize some of the extra hardware in the PS4 Pro through this pro mode. Uh, I can't speak a whole lot on it because I don't have it. I haven't got to check it out, but there are a lot of videos out there that I've found uh, on NeoGAF showing games like Bloodborne running smoother. And I'd have to assume that uh, that would benefit some VR titles as well. Yeah, um, I saw a tweet earlier, about, not VR related, but just about a certain... Somebody tweeted out about a game they were playing that worked like so much better in boost mode oh mm-hmm. it was just cause three they yeah like apparently that was a game that has had a lot of problems like some choppiness and stuff like that and then in the boost mode it ran like perfectly smooth and kind of how it was intended so um i think that's you know interesting it provides interesting implications for you know um ps pro owners yeah definitely and um further validates the purchase really because all along if they had come out of the gate with that as like a bullet point, I feel like they would have gotten way more people excited. Yeah, sure. I, I absolutely agree with that. Just because then it's like a a point and point reason to like it's kind of that evidence to show that like, no, this is gonna be fine and everything, you know, don't worry about it. Um, kind of hitching or, or running awkwardly because it's slightly different than the normal PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like they're gonna kinda connect the bridge there and, and make it a little um a little better for some of those games that headshot. I know it was. I don't think it was like a huge, overwhelming problem. But even the games that were running okay, I think are going to run even better anyway. So it's kind of a win-win. Yeah, and any improvement is like welcome. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's minor, um, I, I 
can't imagine like the limitations for that or what like because obviously you're not going to be able to do visual improvements through that it's going to be more like frame rate stuff but there are certain people who are sticklers for that kind of thing who see a game like locked at 30 there, there are games that have come out that have like run at 60 but dip down and people have the option to lock them at 30 and some people prefer that way i do not care about frame rate i will say that i mean i do in the sense that if a bad frame rate is affecting the way i'm playing a game i don't like it but 30 frames is enough for me i'm not going to be complaining if i i wouldn't notice even if it dipped a little bit probably um but some people were looking at like well 30 frames per second is better than 33 uh like a stable 30 so I don't know if there's going to be any fluctuation or if I, I mean just I don't know the extent of work that's being done mm -hmm. behind the scenes for that like pro mode boost but I would suspect yeah. that uh, if the games that have been being showed like Assassin's Creed Unity which was a pile uh, when that first came out yeah. and a major laughing stock uh, for more reasons than just performance um, just a lot of graphical glitches also uh I, i'd imagine if, if games like that are running a lot smoother that it could be sort of an across the board thing that they found out some just some extra resources that it could use so yeah absolutely and uh, lastly the psychonauts rhombus of ruin uh which is coming out february 21st uh debuted a 360 trailer uh so now that um youtube vr uh or i guess youtube for PlayStation VR mode or whatever they're calling it, um, supports 360 videos. Uh, checking out uh, a new game in 360 trailer, pretty good idea, pretty solid. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, at the time of this, I've only watched it not in VR. <laughs> yeah, so it's not the full effect, but yeah, but uh, yeah, the basic idea. I did play Psychonauts back when it first came out a long, long ago on Xbox um, and PS2, and uh, I like that game a lot. Now that the uh, original is available as a PS or as a PS2 classic on Xbox, or I'm sorry, wow, on PlayStation 4, um, this new one is kind of enticing. You can uh, play the whole series, and and really, it seems like Double Fine and Sony have been in bed with one another since uh grim fandango came out and now yeah. day of the tentacles out full throttles coming out a new psychonauts is coming out and psychonauts 2 is going to be a game that uh was crowdfunded by that fig platform that tim shaper is one of the guys who helped start so oh, okay. um yeah i guess if you're into psychonauts at all or just into vr i thought it, uh the original game was pretty cool and uh, uh, the writing of Double Fine is most often, you know, pretty uh, pretty it, well received. Yeah, I think it's entertaining for the most yeah, part. I think I it's kind like of a, a key it, keystone to what they do. It would it would be something that uh, plays well in VR, the characters, the worlds, and all all of that stuff. Absolutely, I agree. So, no word on the price of that title yet. I haven't seen anything, but um, with the uh, Dirt Rally stuff, the Psychonaut stuff, and you know. Some, at some point, Farpoint, uh, that seems like the next big wave of, of VR games coming. Sure. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's going to be interesting. I didn't play Psychonauts like at all, pretty much. Uh, 
but I, I know that people really liked it and that they that you know Tim Schafer's got a pretty big cult following. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's an interesting kind of um, jump into what what's possibly coming next. And like you said, with that uh, first one being available as a PS2 classic. I could go back and play it anytime I wanted in preparation for this one and that kind of thing. And I'm not even sure you would need it because, I mean, it's a platformer, but it's not like you're not going to be platforming in, in this VR game. So, yeah, that's true. I mean, character wise, there is that. But it, I just don't, I'm not sure it's super necessary. There was another game that they did that, uh, I totally wanted to mention it was Broken Age. That's another one of their adventure games. Oh yeah, okay. Adventure games that's sure. been out too, and and they have their little hits here and there, like Costume Quest Two and Massive Chalice and Headlander. I've heard people say good things about. So uh, I'm always sort of interested in what Double Fine is doing, even though if they're not necessarily uh, always up my alley. We have kind of uh, dogged on <laughs> Nog. There, that's a game I think they're producing. Um, so there is that. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, they're not always going to be hits and I'm actually not particularly a huge adventure game fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I haven't really played too much of anything. Although with these remasters coming out, I have definitely considered, especially cause you can play them on Vita. Um, so I, I thought about getting into them and, and looking at them and seeing maybe at this current age of mine, if I'm a little more receptive to them. Cause I know as a kid, it was kind of just like impatiently. Why am I not? not doing anything i don't want to click on this that's boring so uh maybe i grow out of that uh maybe i didn't maybe i'm still a a child so we'll uh we'll see exactly but yeah interesting that they're uh, doing vr i think that's another cool get for vr like this this kind of game has a cult following that you would never kind of really expect to go in that direction and it's gonna be um gonna be available for it so i think that's really interesting yeah, and in uh, other small bits of news, if you were lucky enough to uh, uh, get a PlayStation VR at this point, good for you. But if not, there's a new bundle that is being sold at GameStop that is the $500 bundle with the uh, camera and the move controllers and Until Dawn Rush of Blood. We both like that game. Yes, uh, very much so. I liked it more than PlayStation VR Worlds, which came in my bundle, so my opinion, it is a pretty good deal. Uh, Sony made a small comment, I believe... Uh, if this source is to be trusted, that um, the marketing for PlayStation VR has been subdued because they knew the demand would outstrip the supply. Okay. So that does make some sense. It's good to see them come back with a bundle, now a few games. Uh, and also, this past week, uh, several uh, PlayStation VR games went on sale on the PlayStation Store directly. Yeah, it was like a really large catalog of pretty much all the big titles for vr right now yeah um and i've seen a couple even the physical copies of like uh battle zone and loading human and uh rise of tomb raider if you count that they have like this sort of gone home-esque vr experience but uh a lot of games have gone on sale once or twice in that vr space um now so so it's a good time to uh, sort of stock up on anything you thought you missed. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's sure. That's the latest happenings in, in the world of PlayStation VR. I'm getting virtual. Oh. Getting virtual in a dark alley. I don't like dark virtual. I, that Resident Evil taught me that. I don't like it. There's you a lot of sloppy. 
No, I mean, I don't. I mean, I like it in a sick way that I enjoy seeing craziness and dark alleys turn into gory pathways and muddy murder death. That's the thing about like, like a good horror game. It's like, it's the type of game you don't want to play. Yeah, it really is. Like the ones I've enjoyed the most, I'm like, I hate this. Oh, but it's just you don't get that kind of experience like anywhere else. It's like inserting yourself because I'm, you know, I, I like horror films and all all that kind of thing, even the bad ones. And it's like inserting yourself into that. So it is, and it's just it's done so well with any like so putting yourself in that VR experience because of that, like you're so like it's you're numb to all the things that would kind of give you a sense of safety mm-hmm. you're not around the lights and you're not seeing your friends and you're not you know have a drink in hand and be able to jump up and go to the bathroom it's just you and the darkness and the creepiness that's happening around you and i think that's why it's such a perfect experience for vr and like why so many people are able to play through it and and, and love it so much because it's it's like horror games are so unique anyway and now putting a unique spin on an already very unique experience is, is really cool mm-hmm. so not to i know you guys talked about it last week so not to keep piling on oh, about no, resident evil but it's just like I, it's nice to see something that's like this is like even when i was a kid and thinking like would it be neat if i was in the video game it's just like well now you are like it, it, you are and this is what it's like um and so it's it's cool you know vr is great for that it, for enriching that sense of like wonder because even like the kind of bright kitty type games it's it's very you do get a sense of like looking around and being amazed that this is happening totally uh i'll tell you one last thing that uh came to mind that you would not look around and be amazed is happening the game perfect uh did release a patch the dev uh got on reddit in the psvr subreddit and he said, as we promised in this post, we've been working on our uh, relation, or no, I'm sorry, relaxation experience perfect uh, in an update. And he, you know, or she, um, went down and listed a bullet points some things that have changed uh, and said, you're basically not going to be able to move around in the environments and perfect because of the way they built it or teleport around. Um, so, Yeah. It was nice of them to, you know, communicate and everything with the subreddit, which at the top comment was like, hey, I don't own your game, but thanks for thanks for communicating with the community, you know? Thanks for yeah. giving us feedback and talking to us and speaking with us. Uh, that is cool, but still not... Yeah, it's uh, too bad it comes from a source of a game that I would never buy pretty much no matter what they did to it. Right. Well, calling it a game is kind of a stretch. A thing you can throw things VR thingy throw pebbles and stones across water. I yeah, just like that. I like a relaxing experience. Like oh, I have this giant headset on my face. I don't, I don't know what you're thinking. It really starts downhill when you call your game perfect. Yeah, that's it's like you're already two steps behind because that's just some something else. And once again, game loosely, you call your experience. software your experience. I'll tell you what would be a perfect experience right now. What's that? This bubble bath that we've been sitting in. Mm-hmm. It's been cozy. We're keeping the water warm. If we just somehow made it smaller so we could be closer. Even tinier. Now a tinier tub. Tinier.
tinier bubbles. That's the type of reality I want to be on. Oh, little bubbles. Oh, poop the tub. Gotta go. All right. All right. Join us next week. Uh, Mike, poop the tub. Poop the tub. Big Brown floating in the big time. Pooper in the tub. <laughs> Sounds like a morning radio duo. <laughs>